Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Mm, hello. Welcome to another holiday special. All right. It is the Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside the 12 to noon show. Uh, the 12 to 2 show has rolled on. Aaron and Ward doing yeoman's work. The John Morris Show had some good stuff. We've had some fun interviews this week. We'll be sharing another one of our favorites from 2023. In the 5 o'clock hour, in fact, the day of the Rangers World Series Parade. Aaron, you know what we ought to do tomorrow? Should we just, can we play? You think we go back and play the final, the clinching game for the Rangers? I wish. That would be oh, so World awesome. Series. We can't, we just... but that would be so awesome <laughs> if we could. Uh-oh, Aaron. The cough. Just when I thought I had turned the corner, the cough has returned. I, I mean, Aaron, I've, I've thought about flying up to New England just to check on Cam and make sure he's doing okay. Our buddy Cam Stewart, uh, he's been down for the count. I want to check on him. Now, Aaron, he's from the land of the Patriot. He is from Boston. And uh, unfortunately today, Aaron, and you can deliver some of the particulars from this game as the day unfolds. But the ponies came up short at Fenway Park. Fenway Park, the site of the, what do we call this, Aaron? This is the something, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. And they play this at, at the, at the world-famous Fenway Park in Boston. Both teams have to stand on the same side of the field. It was so weird to watch them come off the field and walk right past the opposing team they're on the same (laughs) sideline because it's a baseball park it's an odd deal but kind of fun to be in that park who was doing that game somebody i think chris connor and then mark herslick name rings a bell aaron like a former linebacker or something maybe he played at boston college i don't know it was boston college versus smu aaron to me it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies They've paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference and an 11-2 and Ponies team goes into Fenway versus a 6-6 six and six middle-of-the-pack kind of nothing ACC team, and they come out on the losing side. They fall 23-14. They were up 14-10 in this game, and then what kills you, Aaron, is that they were down 17-14, oh, and the quarterback from South Oak Cliff High School in Dallas, he they rolled left, and he just threw a gorgeous ball, threw a gorgeous deep ball. 
and the receiver from SMU just flat out dropped it in the end zone. Would have been an easy touchdown and just a drop. And they lose the game 23-14. to 14. Aaron, I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but not like if you're going to complain about that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, Liberty, you better go handle a six and six ACC team. So I don't. Again, I don't want. I don't. don't, I don't go crazy over these conference standings, Aaron. That's sponsored, by the way. Did you have you noticed that they're like the Capital One Bowl? And Aaron, what's funny is you know we. The, the the lesser bowls have been on so far, and then we kind of start building up with bigger bowls as we get to New Year's Day. I had to laugh when I saw like the the Big Twelve was whatever two and one. Mate, West Virginia winning might have sent the Big Twelve toward three and one or something like that. And um, Aaron, what do you think the Sun Belt Conference's record is in bowl games? The Sun Belt hmm. Conference. I'd like you to. I'd like to. I'd like you to guess <laughs> what the Sun Belt Conference's record is. Four and zero. Oh. Aaron, the actual answer is five and seven. Oh, what? Wow. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Somehow the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt sent twelve teams. And what, I, what makes me laugh is that they've already. They're off the board. They were in the, the big Sun bowls, Belt eh? was just like, oh, it's just left and right. South Alabama, whoever. I mean, I can't even name the Sun Belt teams, <clears throat> but they're they've already been through. And uh, to qualify that many teams, well, Aaron, I guess you could say, if you wanted to be nice, you'd say, way to go, Sun Belt. You know, had a good season. Had a good season. But it also probably speaks to the quality of some of these bowls that 12 teams from the Sun Belt. You can double check me on that, Aaron, but I think I saw that last night that they were five and seven. I thought, how in the world did that many teams make it? But uh, anyway, good for the Sun Belt for getting a lot of teams in it. Aaron, what are we, what's the Big 12 now? Did they did they improve? To, let's see. Oklahoma State beat A&M. West Virginia with a big win. So does that does that get get us to three and one or four and one? Four and one so far. Wow, Aaron. When do we start playing like we are the champions? <laughs> Can we just start? <laughs> you think after, your mark? What this would be a good time for me? Can't to do that till after the Valero Alamo Bowl. <laughs> if Oklahoma wins tonight, do you think I should? Um, do you think I should reach out to your mark and just say, hey, the Big 12 is owning the postseason. Would you come on to celebrate the Big 12? All right, Aaron, who else do we have from the Big 12 that, it's, that still have game? We got the o, we got the Sooners. We got, we got two today. Texas, obviously. What, uh, we got OU today. Who else do we have today? We got Kansas State taking on NC State in the Pop-Tarts mm. Bowl, and that's going to start in about an hour and a half. <laughs> Please tell me it is plural. I, I like how you is it. <laughs> Did I say pop tart bowl? No, pop, I, you said pop tarts. Oh yeah, That's it is. Reason. That oh, okay. makes I it funnier I said, to me. Yeah, yeah no, no, there's, there's no, more than I, one. 
It's really called the Pop Tarts Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a trophy that has a toaster in it with Pop Tarts on the outside, mm-hmm. so you can just make them right mm-hmm. in the trophy. And an edible mascot, which is one of the most disgusting <sighs> things I've ever heard in my life. What's the name of the mascot? Do we know the edible mascot if it has a name? Well, this is the stuff that I think. That's why I just can't believe she wanted to leave us. Stephanie Sports Corner, she was so into mascots, and, well, we indulged her in that, and, and she could not get off our show quickly enough. She was just like, please let me get back to Ward. Let me get back to my comfort zone. How, has she been going daily during these uh, holidays? This is a time when a lot of folks take take time off in the radio world. Of course, not at imminent broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> not here. <laughs> I was listening to another affiliate earlier, another ESPN affiliate, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of checking. Hey, wonder what they're wonder, just kind of sampling what like, they were up to, and it was like, yo, know, just about an hour ago. It was, I was just kind of like, I wonder what ESPN National. You know, you can look up on XM, just kind of see what they're doing, and then see what. And I looked at one of the affiliates, and of course they were, whatever. Miami of Florida is playing someone right now in a bowl game. They're just running bowl coverage, which, again, seems like a wonderful thing to do during the holidays. But, Aaron, you know what? That's fine because we're here to provide updates on those kind of bowl games, those kind of important bowl games. And uh, um, let's see here, Aaron. Can we give a – oh, this is the this is the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. Oh, oh Aaron, I didn't give you a chance to answer. Stephanie has been – Showing up every day during the holidays to do her segment? Yeah, amazingly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, if she gets to talk, she's going to be here. <laughs> I Has Scott shown up for any of those? No, no. We have I not had thought, any guest visits from Scott. Since. I hope they're not listening, but I'll, I'll just say he's he's the real radio talent in that family, in that household. <laughs> You think he's feeding the ideas for Stephanie Sports Corner? I think, no. He gives her the ideas, and then they work it out, and they kind of role-play it, and then she comes in and, and does it. But He mansplains um, it to her. He mans, right. He mansplains it, Scott. Look, this is how you should Scott, do it today. Scott's <laughs> doing some mansplaining. Oh, Scott's out there. He's probably on the grill right now. No one loves the holidays like our man. Okay, um... We're kidding. Stephanie does all her own work, and uh, certainly you can tell if you listen. Um, Aaron, the um, NC State, um, I kind of like that. I kind of like what we're seeing this evening. NC State in that Pop-Tarts Bowl, for some reason, see, to me it would look more normal as just the Pop-Tart Bowl, but the fact that it is the Pop-Tarts Bowl makes me laugh. It's just for some reason the plural part of that, but maybe that's what they are, Pop-Tarts. Okay, NC State at number 18 in the country against Kansas State, number 25 in the country. Um, Aaron, I, I kind of like this one. This is a 445 kickoff, um, and I want to see that redheaded quarterback for Kansas State. I want to see, I mean, he's got that long hair and he's fast. Who wins this one, Aaron? Uh, and I'll tell you who's favored. Kansas State, we should be picking all these games. All right, Aaron, I forgot to give my pick. I picked Boston College uh, by nine in that one yesterday. I just forgot to say it. 
Oh, look, Aaron, they won 23-14. All right, Aaron, Kansas State um, in NC State. Kansas State by um, Kansas State by two and a half in this one. I I've got the Wildcats. Ooh, I don't know because the Wolfpack. That coach is real mean. He cusses at everybody all the time. He's kind of snarly. Um, I'm going to say NC State covers this. What do you have in this one? I'm going to say I'm going to go with Kansas State, even though they don't have Will Howard. I think they, they, mm-hmm. they're better in the trenches, and I think they win. Okay, let's try to think of their – we know their quarterback's name because he's got a familiar name to us. I think his name is Avery Johnson. Does that sound right? I think right that's right, yeah. <laughs> got tired of uh, coaching basketball, so he decided to throw some footballs. Right. How does he well, – I, I used to be able to do Avery's Oh, voice. I can't. He, he did have a, kind of a high-pitched voice, right? <laughs> said Aaron <laughs> he had a great voice he, oh and Avery was a good friend too we used to have him on the radio all the time I loved I loved Avery he was a nice guy he and unfortunately that was one time Dirk had had enough you know you're not a true superstar until you have someone fired and Dirk Dirk had had enough of Avery Johnson and Avery has he ever he, – he got one other job in the NBA, <clears throat> and he was like coach of the month for somebody. You remember that, Aaron? He, he got fired like the next month. Avery Johnson was like coach of the month in Brooklyn or New Orleans, wherever he was. <laughs> and the next month they fired him. Wow. Always liked him, though. Just to, and he and his wife, his wife one time got in a, a fight in the stands. I was at the game covering it. It was the Western Conference Finals. And – um or it's it's a Mavs in Phoenix, and we see we're up in the the oh where they would put the reporters up in the mezzanine area, uh, not on the floor but kind of the next area up, and and that's where our little desk were, and all of a sudden we see this skirmish, and so we're kind of jumping up to see what's going on, and it's Cassandra Johnson in a fight with some Phoenix fans. And all of a sudden, we look up there, and, and one of the Mavericks' backup centers is is coming up into the stands, <clears throat> and he enters the fray. And it, <clears throat> if, I, if I thought hard enough, I could I could come up with his name. Because I got to know him. Um, so this would have been when they went to the finals in 2006. So this was the 2006 Western Conference Finals, and it was a it was a seven foot player that never got to play for the Mavericks. So they like suspended him for two or three games. Uh, it didn't really it, matter. Uh, let's see. It was either DJ Mbinga. Yeah, it was DJ. Okay. Yeah. There was a, there was, was three DJ candidates. Mbinga. <laughs> uh, Diop and was he, on that team too. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The Diop. Yeah. Diop, yeah, however you said it, yeah. He was on there. He actually got to play. Right, yeah, that's true. Uh, Sagana Jop, Jop, I guess it was. I don't know. Uh, but but Bingo was the guy who came up in the stands, and you can imagine we were three rows behind. So I went down in my intrepid reporting and was asking for answers and asking what happened and what led to this. 
and I was interviewing some of the fans that had been in this battle with with Avery Johnson's um, wife, Cassandra. And this guy, this white-haired man, comes at me, and he and he says, "You're not to talk to them. You're not to speak to them." And I, I said, "Who are you?" Well, I find out later, Aaron, that the white-headed man telling them not to talk to the media and for me to get away from them was none other than the pastor at Prestonwood Baptist in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is happened to be the church where Avery attended. And he was telling me, so, and in, in, I was at the morning news at the time, so what do you think I did, Aaron? Did you think I called out the pastor? Of course. In print? Yeah, of course yes. you did. Yes, I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely did. And the good the, the good news is Jack and I somehow after that did become friends and uh though Jack and I may not see eye to eye on all spiritual matters we remain friends but at that point we weren't friends and I did not understand why he was trying to intervene when I was trying to get the story but um there is a there's a story from years past <laughs> Oh, Aaron, I don't know how we got there. But I will say this, the Mavericks, speaking of the Mavericks, got beat last night. Aaron gave up a big lead, 20-point yeah. lead, and they coughed that up despite, you know, uh, Luca having another great game, had 39 points, had a huge game, coughed it up and lost that game like 113 to 110. And, yeah, and then it also became official, by the way, that uh, Mark Cuban – is no longer the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Aaron, would you like to say hello to the Adelson era of the Dallas Mavericks? He's not even the governor anymore. The the truth is he owns, I think he owns like 26% of the team. He might as well not even show up at the games. So he's not in charge of basketball operations anymore? He is, but I'm just telling you, anytime... Yeah. yeah, they're saying he's in charge of basketball, and they're like, oh, they're not interested. In, they're interested in the business side of basketball. And he's like, they're great at no. stuff I'm not good at doing. No. What will happen? The first time they don't like something or want to do something, they're going to trump him, and they're going to kick him to the curb. Because once you give up uh, a majority interest, I mean, you don't have a say anymore. And you can sit there and be a silent partner and enjoy yourself, but – the days of Cuban having some kind of enormous voice in the NBA are gone. And he has become basically just like any of us. All right? I mean, now, most of us don't own 26% of the team. <laughs> but we might as well. We might as well. Because he does not really he does not really have that much of a say anymore. All right, NFL blitz package at, um, at 345. We'll get you caught up on these bowl games and uh, get you caught up a little bit on Cowboys. We've got a really interesting 4 o'clock for you. We've got a live report from San Antonio where the Alamo Bowl is being held. That's tonight. That's about an 8-15 start, I believe. Uh, And uh, the Sooners are involved in that one. Our old buddy Chris Williams, who now works in Oklahoma City, We'll have the live report for us at 4.20. At 4 o'clock today, we have Calvin Watkins um, of the Dallas Morning News. And uh, Calvin 
always fun, always entertaining, and always a good holiday guest as we continue with some tremendous holiday radio next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back to throw, looking left, looking right. Only heard here. Pumps, runs out to the left. All season. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Lions, Saturday starting with the pregame at 6, here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m., and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub. Located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle, it is the Element Waco Hotel, and ask about our discounted rates for November and December. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree that they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar, where you can also enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace in Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Another Christmas has passed, and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters. It's our year-end push to end truck nudity, and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser-measured perfect fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor. Plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco. 
Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, um, Matt Mosley Show, major, major guests uh, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And um, I just, it's going to be something I think we can all be excited about. We've got... uh, uh, we got Cowboys, and then we've got some Sooners talk that will break out. We've got a good game going on right now over on ESPN. I would imagine they're playing this on ESPN Radio as well. In fact, I know they are. I was hearing, I heard it earlier. Um, Miami with about ten. Let me see if I can get a, the latest on this. Miami of Florida is up seventeen fourteen over Rutgers, and. Um, Aaron, I the, the one thing that's been amazing through all this bowl watching that we're doing, and this is the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. All right, so imagine they're playing this at Yankee Stadium, and um, I uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, this is one worth watching here, but Aaron, it's a little bit shocking when when you find out how many. How many six and six teams there are in America? Doesn't that just doesn't that just amaze you? Like like just how many, just just middle of the pack, kind of mediocre teams there are, <laughs> and they all get to go to a bowl game. So good for them. But uh, see, I I mean it just it's a it's a thing of perspective. Oh, Aaron, I, I just watched a I just uh, in this bad boy this uh, Miami Rutgers game, that Rutgers just lined up for a tush push. And did something that I wish more teams would do. They got everybody in the tush push. And this is a Greg Schiano. He coaches there. Schiano was former coach there. Then I think became a coach, a NFL coach. It didn't work out there. But Aaron, this is what I think people, more people should do. They lined up just like they always do the Eagles. And, and the quarterback acted like he faked like he was going to go on the tush push. But he bounces it outside for about an eight-yard gain on third and one. So instead of the tush push, he he kind of he fakes the tush push, and then he runs out to the left. I like it. I like it. I have seen. Here's what I'm seeing with all these backup quarterbacks. A lot of the quarterbacks have either transferred or declared for the NFL draft. Uh, Aaron, we saw a USC quarterback, and he has kind of a fun name. Miller Moss. 
I have, we have a, a family friend who named their daughter Miller. I, I think that's a cool name. I think the I think the last name for a first name is 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 a kind of a cool thing. I guess our daughter's name is Parker, so maybe that's why I'm prone to that. But um, I, I think I think that quarterback Aaron, I think his name was Miller Moss, mm-hmm. and he looked awesome. I mean, he dropped back, and and so it, it's really funny how you know. Lincoln has taken a lot of, uh, you know, blowback for USC falling apart this year, and yet they go out there in that bowl game. And I, for the life of me, Aaron, I couldn't tell you. Oh, wait, wait. It was the Holiday Bowl, wasn't it? Yes. I was going to say I couldn't name what bowl it was, but I had, but it, it popped into my head. Because they played it on Fox last night, and USC wins that thing going away. Aaron, can you remind who did you remember who USC played last night? I just remember seeing highlights of the of the USC quarterback throwing they, touchdowns all over the place. They beat uh, number sixteen Louisville, forty two twenty eight. Okay. It it here's what it brought to mind. If if Florida State had have had someone like that that could e- even if they just had a serviceable quarterback against Louisville in that championship game of the ACC, would it have been different? And I don't know. Maybe maybe the answer is no. But I, I, I couldn't help but kind of think about that, that USC and other teams were able to throw. And I know, I know that was Florida State's third-string quarterback. And Rodemaker, their backup, has announced he's going into the portal. So poor Florida State, things continue to go south for, for, the, uh, uh, for the Seminoles. But Aaron, if even if it was kind of like that Aggie quarterback, who wasn't great, but but made some plays and could run around, and Aggies got beat by Oklahoma State, but he was kind of fun to watch, wasn't he? I mean, he was like a third string quarterback. The first, the second, the second string quarterback got hurt on the first play of the game. Did you see that, Aaron? Man, I felt I felt uh, yeah. really bad. And again, you and I don't often feel bad for the Aggies. But I, I do feel bad for certain players, and I don't. I hate to see, no matter who they play for, even even the dreaded Longhorns. I, I you know, I, I never. I hate to see any kind of injury, and that kid gets his arm. I, I don't know what exactly happened. It looked like a broken arm on the first play of the game, and that was that Henderson. I think is his name, Jalen Henderson, the the transfer from Fresno State that had played really well late in the season. Love that kid. And he got hurt. And then the next guy comes in. And Aaron, I got to say, they didn't win the game. But I love watching that kid play. He ran around. It was fun. And threw it downfield. Man, I liked it. And Aaron, I did notice the Oklahoma State quarterback, your old buddy, uh, Alan Bowman, who went from Tech to (laughs) Michigan to Oklahoma State. Aaron, he is has applied, and is waiting to hear back on a seventh year of eligibility in college football. Which would make Bowman, we used to make fun of that one guy that played baseball, Aaron Brandon somebody. Remember he played baseball, but he he, he became he went in the NFL draft as like a 28 or 29-year-old. And they took him in the first round. The Browns took him in the first round, for, for goodness sakes. Um, somebody else did that. Winky was a late bloomer, played a little baseball and all that. Bowman did not play baseball. 
Bowman will be somewhere in the neighborhood of a a 25 to 26 year old seventh year player if they grant that year of eligibility. Aaron, surely this is not what they meant when they did the you know the transfer portal <laughs> and the and the and and the COVID year and all of that. But this is what this is what this has wrought uh, is uh, is seeing these guys. And oh, by the way, Spencer Sanders, our old friend from. Uh, from Oklahoma State, Aaron, I just saw that note recently. He was denied another year, and his career has ended. And you talk about someone who probably regrets entering the transfer portal, or at least his choice of schools. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he barely played this year, didn't he, at Ole Miss? And basically wasted his last – I don't want to say wasted, but did not work out near how he thought it would in his last year of eligibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and probably could have stayed and played and been celebrated forever at Oklahoma State and decided to go take some money somewhere mm-hmm. and didn't even didn't win the starting job. And you're right, stayed on the bench. Um, see, I feel good for people like drones. I hate it. Like, I hate that Bohannon got hurt, and so that thing got screwed up. But that's it, not really his fault. I mean, he tried to go somewhere, and they – he, he won the starting job, and then things didn't work out for him. This year, former Baylor guy, uh, Baylor player J- Jacob Zeno at UAB was kind of a nice player. I mean, he put up some good numbers. Drones played really well in a, in a bowl win yesterday for Virginia Tech. Um, I, I love seeing – I mean, I, I don't ever wish these transfers – I mean, Aaron, honestly, have I – in this world of transfers, and maybe we used to be mad at them, but the only time I, I just can almost can't get my arms around, like I'm still embracing somebody, is if if they go to your rival school. Now, that's a tough one. I mean, this Dabney thing is tough because you know how much I love that player, and I was a big Dabney guy from day one, even before Longquist or any you or any of our Baylor type, you know, people that watch every Baylor moment. I had, I had locked in on Drake Dabney. The fact that he's st- shown up in Fort Worth is just almost too much to bear. Um, so I don't I, – I just don't – I don't even know what to say about that. That's a tough one. Now, Aaron, here's some good news for you. Since you're on the ESPN app and you've got that ESPN Plus subscription, mm-hmm. the – let me look, let's see here. The A&M game from last night, the UNC-West Virginia game from yesterday, the SMU game that just played. Aaron, you can watch all of those on replay. You can watch every single one of those. Um, and what else? let me see. Let me tell you what else you can. I was just looking at your top picks. What are, what are, what are the top picks they have for me? Um, oh, they have a fight, Aaron. I don't know who this is. And... I-N-O-U-E versus Topales. What is that? Is that boxing? Yeah, because if it was... Top rank boxing, okay. I was about to say, yeah, if, it was, if it was MMA, I, I would know it. It, it. it at least recognized the names, I think. So that has to be here's, boxing. Here's a show I don't ever watch that I think I might enjoy. And it's, it's on ESPN Plus, Aaron. It's called Peyton's Places hmm. with Peyton Manning. And... and Episode 10 appears to be the Santa game. What is, what would that be about, Aaron? Is that the, 
Would that be like when Santa got like pelted with snowballs? I think that's the one in Philly, the, yeah, the where Eagles? The, the Eagles fans beat him up. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're, that's you know what nuts. I like about the Eagles media though is they always like dispute all that stuff. Like, right, there's video, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron, here's another one for you: the Shohei Otani. Um, a documentary on his life beyond the game or whatever. Oh, and I love, did you see that other Shohei story? I don't think we had that the other day. Um, where the woman who started the original Bring Otani to the Dodgers Twitter site or Instagram or whatever she started, he shows up at her house and, and gives her a new Porsche. Did you see this? I did not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, started the new, started, basically started the, you know, bring Shohei and probably just doing it for fun. Never thinking, and Shohei, to to thank her, shows up and gives her a Porsche. I, I mean, I, it's a different cat. It's a different cat. I mean, like, he's single-handedly changing the way contracts are done the way superstars act i mean i i don't know i don't know what to think about him i mean i i kind of i kind of admire what he's doing but he's a whole different it's a whole different deal now again tonight we have aaron the team the thing i didn't mention earlier when i was talking about the sooners how about the fact that we've got arizona coming into the big 12 aaron did you did you happen to know that Arizona, the Arizona Wildcats, you know, when we were having our discussion on, like, <clears throat> who could be the new bullies of the conference, the new 16-team conference, mm-hmm. and I brought up Arizona. It's not like we ignored them. Aaron, they're number 14 in the country right now, according to CFP. Yeah, they had an amazing second half to their season. They started off kind of slow and then just hit the gas. About I'll have to double-check exactly when, but. Midway through the season, they really started playing well. Okay. I I mean, that's really something. Um, Arizona, and so that 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 Arizona-Oklahoma game tonight could be kind of fun. And then again, at 445, we got NC State and Kansas State. And we'll kind of keep you updated on that uh, particular ball game. And then again, Saturday night... Cowboys and Lions, and you'll hear it here on ESPN Central Texas. Um, that would be, I guess, a pregame probably starts, what do you think, Aaron, 630 or 6? Um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, get that, uh, we'll get that to you, but probably about, about 7 o'clock kickoff. And that's the Monday night football, folks, but they'll be running that on a Saturday night uh, and that's going to be exciting. That'll be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, but mainly we want to tell you it'll be on ESPN Central Texas. And if you just, if for some reason you're just, you just kind of like, man, I've had enough football and you need a little break from it tonight, Aaron, the number 12 Oklahoma Sooners, coached by the great Porter Moser. Moser or Moser? Moser? Um, will, uh, 
will take on Central Arkansas on ESPN Plus tonight at 6 o'clock. And that is the uh, that's Central Arkansas, whatever they are. It looks like a weird bear or something. They're purple, and they're, it, it appears to be some kind of, kind of a, I don't know, kind of a very fierce bear. All right, Aaron. <clears throat> have you, by the way, are you ready for the mock? Have you seen the mock-ups of the uh, what the court's going to look like at the pavilion, at the Foster Pavilion? I have. I'm super okay. excited. Going to be kind of cool to see it. Opening night is upon us. In fact, uh, I, I saw some uh, some stuff going out today. I mean, some major announcements going out. And Mac Rhodes will be on with us right out right off the top tomorrow. And uh, his first public comments since uh, he uh, decided to stay with Dave Aranda and then the excitement around Foster Pavilion, uh, this will be a a great opportunity. Mac Rhodes, um, Aaron, right off the top. I mean, we're just going to come out firing tomorrow at 3 with Mac Rhodes, (coughs) the Baylor's director of athletics. Next it is time for NFL Blitz. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men christen the new Foster Pavilion January 2nd against Cornell. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off January 2nd. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Did you know now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle? I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal 
housing lender. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Happening now, free lab-grown diamond earrings up to four carat total weight, free at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Spend $6.99 or more and get half carat to four carat lab-grown diamond stud earrings for free. 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. That's 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. You always receive more when you choose Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. See store for details. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the foundation, Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley. It's Sexton rolling through a holiday special. And we've got some Rangers uh, special stuff for you in the 5 o'clock hour. We would love to uh, share with you. Uh, And we're going to do that in the 5 o'clock hour at about 520. We've got something very special for you. Like a, like a post-Christmas gift that we're going to let you unwrap at 520. Aaron, I did have, we start our NFL, the NFL music. And uh, Aaron, drop the music for just a second. I have some bummer of a news for you. Uh-oh. Yeah, one of our favorites. Now, nobody, it's, everything is okay. It's just one of our favorite players is leaving us. A member of the World Series Rangers. This news came down earlier today. The Seattle Mariners have signed catcher DH Mitch Garver to a two-year contract through 2025 with a mutual option that runs through the 2026 season. Aaron, this is, uh, I mean, you can't say that Oh, I mean, the, the whole team's breaking up, but this is a sad one. This is a sad one. And, I I mean, just I'm looking back at some of the highlights and how big was that in that series against the Orioles? It was Garver hits that enormous solo home run, applies the pressure, 
Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was big. I was just watching. Oh, you I'm watching him hit one out to, uh, yeah, remember that? They said, uh, said he couldn't hit. Oh, man, there he is. Uh, and I'm just watching some of that over and over. Garver sending it out of the park against those uh, Orioles. So, anyway, Aaron, uh, thoughts on Mitch Garver to the Mariners? It's a little bit of a bummer, isn't it? It is, but that's it's the bad thing about winning titles is you lose players because mm-hmm. people want those players on their team. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Ward and I, and it's one of those things where – you know, Rangers fans are going to have a only fond memories of him. Like, I think at this point, most Rangers fans will feel the same way I do. Like, okay, you know, he helped us win our first World Series title, and now, you know, go make your money. <laughs> yeah. And, and have a great rest of your career. <clears throat> uh, and just, yeah, posted an 870 OPS with 19 home runs in 87 games for the Rangers in 2023. And his, uh, uh, man, he does have some good numbers. Mitch Garver, we'll miss you, buddy. All right, Aaron, we can start the music back up. And it is time. Aaron Sexton, what do you have for us in the NFL Blitz? We'll start with the NFL schedule for today, the Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. Not the best matchup, to be honest. It is the New York Jets and backup quarterback Trevor Simeon traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns and backup quarterback and 40-year-old quarterback Joe Flacco. It's a 7:15 kickoff tonight on Prime Video. <laughs> oh, man. But I will Aaron, be watching because you... it's Fantasy Championship Week. I have yeah. the Browns defense and I have Brees Hall. So I'll be tuned in. It just adds to what's already an interesting evening. With the, the Sooners, and of course those college games take longer usually, so you can watch a little of this one, see how it's going, see how Flacco, I mean Flacco, sticking it to the Jets, Jets could have had him, chose to go with Wilson, it's backfired, and uh, the rest is history, but again we'll have that. We'll have that 445 game, Aaron. Probably won't end until about, golly, 815 or something yeah, like that, the college eight, game. Probably, yeah. And then and then we'll have some, some NFL, and then we'll have – so we'll have back-to-back uh, Big 12 teams, Kansas State involved in that 445 game with NC State. And then we'll have Oklahoma getting it on tonight with an Arizona team that, man, I – I'm very interested in. Again, we'll have a live report from San Antonio with our buddy Chris Williams coming up at uh, 420 today. 4 o'clock, we do have Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News to talk some Cowboys. Aaron, continue, sir. The NFL made a concerted effort to place better games on the Christmas Day slate, and they were rewarded with just incredible monster ratings for all three games. The CBS game between the Chiefs and the Raiders averaged an audience of 29.2 million viewers. That is the most watched Christmas Day game in 34 years, up almost 30% from last year. ESPN's coverage of the Ravens and the 49ers drew an average of 27.1 million. That's the second most watched Monday night football game 
in the last 27 years. That total trails only the 29 million people who watched the Chiefs and the Eagles just five weeks ago in the uh, rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Man, enormous numbers. I, you know, the NBA's always going to have the younger audience to a certain extent, but the NFL's going to have the monster audience. You knew it was just a matter of time because the NFL, and again, part of it in the past has been like kind of what day it falls on. But if it falls, even if it falls on a Monday, boy, NFL just said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every day is our day. (laughs) You guys have had this for too long. And, Aaron, I kind of thought that the NBA Christmas deal had become kind of neat like a five, you know, five games. But the NFL kind of blew it up. Kind of blew it up. It really did. I mean, I I can't say I was kind of monitoring Eagles-Giants, but then as the night rolled around, I kind of needed some football. I, yeah, I, and, and, and I the late night, of course, I was on the, the Mavs game. But still, I understand why they did it and why they blow everything out. And the argument is you oversaturate yourself if you put yourself on too many nights. I don't know if that will ever happen to the NFL, although Aaron will put it to the test tonight, won't we, when you you put the Jets and Cleveland on on a streaming site. (laughs) Um, I kind of want to see that. I think it kind of is an interesting perspective. We'll, because we don't get great streaming numbers, do we? I don't feel like we get great, accurate. No, they still guard them pretty numbers. tightly. Yeah, which makes me think that I, they're not as good as they want. I like to kind of see what the streaming numbers were against Oklahoma in Arizona tonight, an ESPN game. But uh, these are great nights for for football watching, sports watching. And we'll have it all going tonight. And then later, and I think we've got ESPN. There's an NBA game that has my attention. The Heat and the Lakers, I think, play later tonight. I mean, I this time of year is just amazing. And, uh, Aaron, I mean, some of us like to watch these games while doing live radio. <laughs> so that's how, <laughs> Me among that's them. how you and I, yeah, you and I pass our time. Um, and uh, we... Uh, and we uh, appreciate everybody kind of doing that along with us. Turn down the sound, as they say. Listen to the Mosley Show while you watch bowl games. And uh, we do have Calvin Watkins. It is the uh, Dallas Morning News coming up. And, um, uh, man, and by the way, always pleased to talk to you about Wit Building Supplies at Wilt, uh, Wit Building Supplies. Proudly offer comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. Ensure you have everything you need for commercial, industrial, agricultural, or personal projects. And visit that new and second location in Marlin, Texas. You got Gatesville, 1411 North Highway 36, Bypass North. And then you have Marlin, 1204 Highway 6, just down the road from higher prices. 
The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman Nuts and Bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Mosley, the Mosley Show during the holidays, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, joining us now. My longtime friend and colleague, Calvin, uh, Merry Christmas. I think I wished you one on somebody's Facebook page. I don't know if I did it directly. It may have been via Clarence. I don't know. But I did try to send you greetings. But season's greetings to you. Uh, was, uh, was Santa Claus good 
to you this year? Is everything, uh, how'd you come out? Uh, it came out pretty good. Uh, everything, yeah, I'm alive. Everything's good. Everything uh, turned out all right. Merry Christmas to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that you are alive, and uh, I never doubted you on that. But uh, mm-hmm. it, but it brings back good memories to uh, to see you kind of writing about Dan Campbell, a man I remember covering up close in those early mm-hmm. days. You and I were on the beat together at one of those various times, probably that 2006 season. You come rolling mm-hmm. in there, and then, uh, <laughs> boy, Dan, who can ever forget it? Um, but back in the old Valley Ranch days, but, man, Dan Campbell, it is interesting to think about how many great players slash coaches kind of were under Parcells and worked for Jerry Jones. In some sense, some have gotten away. And Campbell, I, I don't think you can look at him quite like that, but um, mm-hmm. it's interesting how we changed our view on Dan Campbell. Because you remember, weren't we kind of laughing a few years ago when he came in and saying he was going to take out kneecaps and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatever he was saying, bite nails <laughs> and do all that stuff. And he sounded kind of crazy and he sounded a little off kilter. And now I think we view Dan Campbell as one of the great coaches in the NFL. Uh, and, and, of course, he cut his teeth under Bill Parcells and was on that uh, on some of those teams. Uh, that's kind of interesting, isn't it, when you think about all these people who Jerry's been around. And from reading your story and thinking about it, it does seem like a mutual admiration that the two have for each other, Dan Campbell and Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, Jerry compared uh, Dan Campbell to Jason Witten, who uh, obviously won a state title uh, at the Argyle Christian High, uh, Academy uh, this year. Um, I think the TAPS 2, 2A, whatever it is, you know, I forgot now. But uh, he compared him to Witten because he's tight ends, he's gritty guys, he's, uh, you know, biting kneecaps and, and chewing nails and, and when Dan Campbell had that initial press conference, I'm like, they're going on 17. They're done. <laughs> and I'm like, who, who says this stuff? And, and last year, if you remember, I'm not sure if you were at the game, but when Detroit played here in Dallas, they, they almost beat the Cowboys. You know, so and Dan Campbell has got that thing going pretty good. And they won the division, the first division title, I think in 30 years or whatever it is. And, um, you know, and they're fighting for the two seed. I mean, they they can legitimately get the two seed in the NFC if Philly loses to Arizona and da- and Detroit beats Dallas. So, you know, a lot of us might have been wrong about Dan Campbell initially when he came in, but he learned a lot from Bill Parcells when he played for him in Dallas. And, you know, I think Bill was the executive VP in Miami, and Dan went there as well. So, um, yeah, he learned a lot from Bill, and Jerry, as you said, has a lot of um, – respect for him bill bill shows up when when his people do really well he shows up and likes to talk about him you know he shies away from the people that don't turn out as well but but bill (laughs) will show up and uh and he's got a very interesting tree uh i think it's fun you mentioned this that aaron glenn is over there Mm -hmm. on that staff we remember the great player at texas a&m i Mm -hmm. i assume they may have been together at a and I, I was trying to think about their age. 
but they're you know fairly similar age. I remember Aaron Glenn mm-hmm. late in his career ended up with the Cowboys, I think, at some point. But mm-hmm. man, what a what a tremendous player he was. I think he was with the Jets with Parcells. It's just interesting how they've all kind of at least played for Parcells or had some kind of connection. But to see those Aggies over there on that Detroit Lions <laughs> staff, I I I I think those uh I think the Aggies were really wishing and I think they did make a run at Dan Campbell, and he just couldn't do it. He was having too good of a year, and mm-hmm. he was having too good of an NFL career to step away. But I bet, Calvin, that, that wasn't easy. I mean, I think all Aggies, if given an opportunity, want to go help the Aggies. But I think Dan was just doing too well. But isn't that kind of cool to see he and Aaron, those Aggies, bonding together? And now Aaron Glenn will probably be up for some head coaching positions. Yeah, it is interesting um, that they went after Dan Campbell. Um, but as you said, I, I, I think he coaching in college is, is a different is a different deal. Um, you got to recruit. You got younger players. You know, it's it's you know it's it's, it's a different deal. It's just a, it's a lot of mentoring, a lot of teaching, and the NFL is more, as you know, Matt, a business. And I think Dan is more suited. For the for the business side of the pro guy, the pro level of the NFL, Aaron Glenn, another Aggie, as you said, uh, hopefully he'll get a, a job this year. It looks as if there's going to be quite a few jobs available uh, <laughs> <laughs> across the league again. So hopefully he'll get a gig. He's done a really nice job as a defensive coordinator in Detroit. They have a really feisty defense, but um, it, it is interesting when you look at the Parcells coaching tree overall. And then you look at it when he was with the Cowboys, how many guys that coached mm-hmm. under him got head coaching jobs. There were seven guys I counted that became first-time head coaches, you know. And that that's crazy. Like, I mean, it's like Belichick, you know, and, and the McVeighs are starting to get a lot of guys under under them, uh, uh, Sean McVay, uh, to get a lot of guys leaving him to become head coaches. So, <laughs> but Par- Parcells has got, wow, seven guys. And then – you talk about the players with Dan Campbell and then Witten, even though it's on high school, but still you, you got to run, you got to run the show and who yeah. knows Aaron Glenn might get a job and that kind of thing. And, and you forgot to start choice played under uh, uh, Parcells. He's a running back coach at UT. So you know, a lot of these guys, there's something about Bill Parcells where he, as Jerry said, he coaches you not only to be a coach on the football field, but coaches you as a man in life. Yeah, he 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 had uh, he had he used to say things. And I still hear Jerry say it. You know, he would say things like, "You don't make indiscriminate throws," and Jerry likes that one. And then he Jerry will sometimes <laughs> talk about how somebody's a great. It's it's like not a communication, but like a people person. I, whatever the phrase is, it's a total parcels. Got to be got to be relatable. Got to be relatable to people. Uh huh. Every because everybody comes from different backgrounds, so you got to like relate to the guy who's from the country, to the guy from the suburbs, uh-huh. the guy from, you know, an urban area. You got to be able to relate to them as human beings, as men. And that's how you put the team together. And that's something that I think resonated with Jerry. I almost feel like you're describing the two of us, how we relate to people across all yeah, realms. Yeah, we do relate to people well. Yeah, both of us, uh, we do. We're good, Calvin we're good Watkins. People person. I could just hear over and over. And Jerry would always say that about Parcells. He was just something he would say about that. But uh, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. 
uh, with us. And uh, I, I, I love that you put that list together because it brings back so many memories because I covered a lot of these coaches. Sperano was so mad at Bill because um, uh, Bill wouldn't let him go with Sean to the, to the Saints. And he blocked mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. path. He could have become the offensive coordinator for Sean and made a bunch more money. And Bill said, screw you. I'm not letting you leave. And and uh, and it was like, I mean, he was so mad. Obviously, we lost Tony, uh, sadly, mm-hmm. died of a heart attack a few years ago. But I just, I I laugh at when I, Anthony Lynn, who's a good friend. I think you and I both like Anthony a lot. But I got I became mm-hmm. really good friends with Anthony. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, at times, they couldn't stand Bill. But he, but he benefited all of them. You know, Zimmer couldn't stand him at times. But now it's funny mm-hmm. to hear them all talk. It's like, oh, yeah, Bill's our guy. and He was so mm-hmm. great to us and all that kind of stuff. But he did launch a lot of careers. Uh, and, and, Calvin, by the way, I was thinking about you earlier today. The Mustangs go to Fenway. And you're yeah, out there having to cover this and, the, you know, Cowboy. But you used to cover the Mustangs. So there's a part of you that has one eye over there on the uh, – Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I oh, I hate that for SMU because they went eleven and two. They're going to the ACC. They needed to have a nice showing in that game, and it's not like they got blown out. But right. you kind of needed to go out there and take care of Boston College, and they didn't get it done. They lose twenty three to fourteen. So mm-hmm. I know you. Uh, I know you were feeling a little bit bad for the old Mustangs uh, taking one on the chin in Boston today. Yeah, I had the, I had the game on in the background as I was I don't know what I was doing, but I had I had the game on in the background, and I was like, wow, um, it was raining and it's, it's basically a road game, you know, for SMU going up there to, to Boston, and I thought I, I called Todd Archer, who's from Boston, who covers uh, the Cowboys ESPN, and I called him and I said, is that a new field they put on Fenway Park? Because they, they're really beating up that field out there. <laughs> He's like, I think so, and so yeah, we were, you know, we, you know, we always got an eye on the Mustangs and how they brought their way into the ACC, and it's, it's all good. I'm happy for them because I remember some lean years in the Western Athletic Conference, and then they went to Conference USA. So I'm glad to see they're in a, in a big time conference right now. <laughs> I, I like that you called Archer. I like that everything that has to do with Boston, we have to get Archers like take on it. Hey, what? We got something new at Fenway. Like, what's going on? What's happening in Boston? What? I called him up and I said, Boston got a new mayor? He got a new mayor. What's going on up there? <laughs> Boston's new mayor. That's right. Archer has to answer for all of these things. I like this last quote you had in this story. This just sounds like a typical Jerry-type quote. I act, This is Jerry Jones on Dan Campbell. I actually, he, and he's saying, he says, I actually thought the type of thing that we see in Dan is so football appropriate for the game. Like, that's a, that's a strange, <laughs> I, don't, I don't exactly know what that means, but okay. And, and then he says what you were talking about, that every time I, I look at him, I see Jason Witten, really. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that is interesting because uh, and I who knows Witten may decide to, I think he wanted to coach his sons I think he's been very mm-hmm. uh, successful over there at Liberty uh, Argyle I better I better watch mm-hmm. out I don't want to get in trouble with him because he and I have been talking recently but uh, mm-hmm. let's just say they they can do a little more recruiting than our local high schools can 
Can I? Can I? I the more quick. <laughs> I, I think, you know, you got to get the, gotta get the players, baby. You got to get the players. You got to get ball players. Whit knows that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I think that I think that is good. Now, Cowboys health wise, how how did you think Calvin? They came out of that thing. Um, I think they're you know it sounds like that Tyron Smith may be moving back toward play in Adoga uh was is a little bit banged up as well but like it doesn't seem like even though i think to the fan base it's like oh my gosh another road loss you know they get beat at the gun it seems like from hearing from the players that in some sense they took more positives than negatives from that trip out to miami what how, how do you see that like are you are you thinking that there was enough positive things that happened that it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, here we go again kind of thing? Or where are you with this team right now? Because I don't know how you could say, well, I trust them, because year after year they, you know, they, they don't show that we can trust them. But where mm-hmm. are you with this specific team as they head into this big game against Detroit? Uh, I don't trust them. Uh, I mean, you want to be playing your best football right now. And they had a two-game losing streak. And, you know, the feeling around there is we'll be okay. You know, the players are talking about that last scoring drive. They're like, hey, can you build off that scoring drive? Well, wait a minute. You, not like you scored 52 points and then you lost, you know. So, and then CeeDee Lamb was absent in the middle part of that game, and McCarthy was a little defensive about that, you know, about how he, he disappeared. And the defense – you got to make a stop. Got to, you got to make, you got to, you got to stop these people. You know, the game on the line, and they didn't do that. So, so yes, you should be confident. You shouldn't, you should move on after a loss. I, I get that, but you've lost two in a row, and you got Detroit, and that's not going to be an easy game on Saturday. And then you got an exhibition game in D.C. to close the year. So no matter what happens in D.C., that doesn't really matter, especially if you've lost three in a row going into D.C. Um, so they've lost at Buffalo, they've lost at you know Miami, and if they don't win the division, they have an outside chance of winning the division. They're going to be on the road again, and right now they have a, a what, three and five on the road. Excuse me, three and four on the road. Yeah, three and five, three and five on the road. So yeah. it's like, so like, how, why would we believe in you to beat you know Philly or Detroit on the road in the playoffs in the second round? Now they're going to maybe probably go to Tampa in the first round. Yeah. And Tampa is one, I think, five in a row. They're playing pretty good. Now they're beating up, oh, yeah. they're beating up bad teams, <laughs> but they're winning games. And that's the that's the point. You want to win the game. You know, whether you win ugly or you win pretty, win the ball game. And the Cowboys are on a on a losing streak. So we've kind of lost you know, that narrative of you're struggling right now. So the Cowboys, this is a must win for them on Saturday, more so for the Lions. This is a big game for Dallas. Well, I like that. That builds it, gets me kind of excited. Saturday night, Calvin, mm-hmm. would you text me Friday to remind me this is a Saturday? <laughs> 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 no, it's going to be fun. This is Saturday night. And I can't wait to watch this YouTube segment. It's uh, Tell the Truth After Dark. This is Calvin mm-hmm. on with Chi-Town Neil and Bowtie Bill. <laughs> I, I gotta, <laughs> we're, we're, and y'all have something in some solo cups. This thing was videoed. I've got this on my to-do list. As I watch some holiday bowl games tonight, I'm going to fire this thing up and see 
because you are a funny guy, but I don't know about these guys. I don't know if, if Chi-Town Neil and Bowtie Bill, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this uh, and, and see what this comedy show is like. Did you enjoy that experience? Yes, uh, Chi-Town Neil and uh, Bowtie Bill. I know Chi-Town from uh, uh, a couple of cigar lounges that I go to. And they have this podcast, YouTube podcast. And I said, yeah, let's go have some fun. They do it every week, maybe. I think they do it two or three times a week. So they, uh, I went to their little uh, studio. It's a really nice studio. They got a professional setup. And I really like it. And uh, I had a lot of fun with them. So I look forward to you, the critique you, you give me. Uh, I don't know if you're coming to the game on Saturday. I know you're busy. But um, if I see you, or just text me and tell me what you think. Uh, but I was a guest on this show. It was a good show. I really like it. I don't know why you're doubting my attendance. I'm at every home game. I'll be there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Because I'm too busy. I miss uh, you. You know, you, you got your coffee and you got other things going on, you know. Yeah, you're usually over there making that coffee during the National Anthem or something. Oh, God, um, I need it. I need it bad. Yeah, yeah. Who was that Chicago Bear player from the Dallas area, played at University of Texas, and he was a part owner in the Cigar Lounge outside the American Airlines Center. And I, I kind of got to know him, and I liked him. You remember that's really? where Dale Hansen yeah. would would take oh, his yeah. downtime. Dale would get a little lubed up for his broadcast. Um, yeah, lubed up for the good old TV. <laughs> yeah, how about that? The lead anchor. Yeah, lubed up that, for TV. Okay. There was a Cowboys defensive tackle, and he had a cigar lounge right down there by that's the AAC. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I, anyway, I I'll, remember. Yeah, I never. You know, I wasn't smoking cigars back then. Yeah. Um, as much as I do now. Yeah, because yeah. back then I might have smoked them once or twice a month. Uh, yeah. Now I haven't smoked one in five days, but I smoked one today before we got on the air, so I kind of broke Ooh. my my streak. But it's okay. Ooh. You know. Okay, it's okay. okay. But uh, yeah, but it's good. But I, I know what you're talking about. It's Javier's, I think it was called. Yeah, no, they had a cigar lounge there. This one was right mm-hmm. there by the AAC, oh, but Javier's okay. is a great – that's a great spot. Yeah. They do have a little cigar yeah. area mm-hmm. back yeah. there. But, uh, well, I hope to – I'm not – you know, that smoke kind of gets to me for a kid mm-hmm. from Kaufman County, but, but I would like to join you maybe at one of those Clean things some night and catch up. And, and uh, especially I'd like – if you'd introduce me to Bowtie Bill at some point, that would really be uh, something I would be looking forward to. Calvin, I uh, – Happy holidays. Appreciate you doing this. Always fun to have you on. Appreciate you, man. You guys uh, have a good day. Have a great weekend. <laughs> okay. okay. Have we a good New Year. We play it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for those wishes. Have another cigar. There he goes. Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News on the Matt Mosley Show. We shift gears. We go to San Antonio. It is time to check in on the Alamo Bowl where Chris Williams is standing by our former friend from local TV in the Waco area. Uh, He'll have a report. That's next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women opening Big 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. 
At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m., and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub. Located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle, it is the Element Waco Hotel, and ask about our discounted rates for November and December. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. With tens of thousands of of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. I'm super successful and I recommend 
recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Well... We are live from the Alan Samuels uh, studios, and uh, we're fortunate to have Chris Williams. You used to see him, local TV, CBS affiliate, and uh, and then he just he left us one night. He just said, "I'm I'm done with you guys," <laughs> and he arrived in Oklahoma City area. He covers. The Sooners, I mean, he's right there in the belly of the beast. He's Norman, Oklahoma City, covers the thunder. He does it all. Chris, uh, happy holidays to you. Hope it was a good one. You got to see a little family. But uh, now you got your game face on because I saw just 49 minutes ago a picture from inside the Alamo Dome where we are only four hours away from kickoff (laughs) in Oklahoma and Arizona. How are you, sir? You know, Matt, you just brought up some old emotions talking about my Waco time. You know, I, I miss you. I miss these conversations. And, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm standing in the end zone that's painted crimson cream in the Alamo Dome. It's a it's a cool venue. First time I've been down here. Yeah, I've always thought it, it, that place could be a little better lit than it is, a little bit darkened in there, but that's okay. I always thought you would, after you left, you would keep, like, a picture of us up at your, with your, your Twitter site but now you've you put switzer who else are you with here it's a picture of you and barry switzer who is that who's got the oh perhaps you've heard of toby keith he's got the toboggan on so i was having a little trouble with it (laughs) yeah yeah barry switzer they're they're at all the games i i run into them at all i'm sure they'll both be down here today rooting for the sooner so they i mean they're as diehard as diehard fans can get have you ever been to one of those I love this bar bars or whatever those restaurants are? Is does Toby Keith doesn't he own a chain of those? Yes, he does. There's one in Oklahoma City, one in Moore, which is his hometown, just south of Oklahoma City. A little expensive for me. I, I go when my parents are in town, you know, when I'm fake reaching for the check and they're putting the bill on that. But uh but yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun in there. I'd like to I'd like to see you even try to reach the fake reach for a check. I bet I bet your parents just send that. I bet they just reject that like Dikembe Mutombo. Now here you are though, kind of an on camera. Now I like this: you and Drake Stoops sitting down for a one-on-one. Boy, you're really polished. Now Drake decided to show up with his cap turned around backwards. He's not quite as dressed up as you are, but I would say Drake Stoops is is maybe become almost, if not more beloved than his father, Bob Stoops. And it kind of has something to do with not only his career there, but just kind of how his attitude even this season. When somebody asked him, like, something about, hey, these does the rest of the season feel meaningless or whatever, 
like he gave kind of an impassioned. He didn't even understand. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, we got everything to play for. I I think that was a big moment for Drake Stoops. Where where do you think this fan base is with him? And and again, there's so many legends there. I don't want to put him up there with Roy Williams or Billy Sims or anybody like that. But I I got to say, Drake Stoops in the for the past five or ten years has to rank up there pretty high, doesn't he? Oh, definitely. Especially Mosley after Lincoln Riley left. The way he left, it was guys like Drake Stoops that you know they stayed. They stabilized the program, a leader. And I loved in that sit-down interview we were talking about. He was so candid with me about just like the self-doubt of being undersized, of being at OU, and, and the thoughts that I'm, many people have of, oh, well, Drake's only at OU because his dad was at OU. And he has shown this year, he has shown up in the biggest moments, game after game. He had two huge receptions on that final drive against Texas, and he has just become like a cult hero here. And uh, Brent Venable said he actually played the clip of Drake talking about how uh, they asked if there was still something to play for. And he said, we could be 0-8 and there would be something to play for. I, you know, bust my tail every day. They played that in a team meeting and basically said, this is the attitude that Drake has, and this is the attitude that all of us need to have. And it, it does feel like that was a turning point with a lot of the guys mentally and just getting them back on board and, and still, you know, believing and putting everything they can into it. All right, boy, I love this picture, too, of you in front of the Alamo. I mean, that's a little bit too on the nose, the Alamo Bowl, and then you're doing pregame work from out in front of the Alamo, which I love that turf there, the, the grass beautifully groomed right there in front of the Alamo. There you are. Matt Lively accused you of trying to kind of pull a Mosley with those sunglasses <laughs> and kind of let your hair grow out a little bit. You'll be happy to know I got a haircut today, so I've kind of I've got a little bit more like a, a lively cut, kind of, kind of a more closer, a little uh, conservative-type cut. But you've got the Texas flag. The Alamo behind you. My gosh, what else could you have pulled in there? <laughs> I mean, you you are all you are all Alamoed up. Uh, and I, there's another Texas flag in the background. What did you as you were? And then, of course, you put the you, you titled this "Remember It." Did you did you provide any Alamo Bowl or like Alamo historical stuff for your viewers? <laughs> no, I, that was strictly recreational, that trip. That was, so my, my dad's from San Antonio. When I was maybe okay. six years old, we went down there, went through the Alamo. I spent my whole life thinking they won at the Alamo because it's such a celebration. So it was good to get back and actually read, you know, of what, what actually we are remembering from the Alamo there. And, and lively, you know, when they say I look like Mosley, that was the nicest thing I got. So you'll have to send me a picture of the new cut and I'll, uh, I'll take it to my stylist, see if I can match you all over again. <laughs> Tell me about the stylus there in Norman in Oklahoma City. I'd like to hear more. I'd like to hear kind of what your options are there. But uh, no, I, no. And by the way, don't go to wherever Joe John Finley goes. I mean, you talk about a man who kind of lets the beard get unwieldy there. Um, that's a kind of an interesting uh mountain man look that that he's going with i'm interested in chris williams with us and um boy chris now is is right there at news nine covering the uh sooners uh boy oklahoma state cowboys the thunder i wish you could have played you should have tried to cover both of those games been there for the aggies 
in the pokes and then gotten in there for Oklahoma. I mean, I, I'm sure a few people tried to pull that off. Did you did you think about making that dosy do? I thought about it for uh, for about 15 seconds, and then I, I flew straight <laughs> down here from Salt Lake City where I was home visiting family. I was like, do I want to fly down here, drive to Houston, cover a game, get out at 1 a.m.? I did want to do it, but they sent someone else over there. We have a uh, John Holton is the, the radio analyst for the Cowboys, so he handled most of that. I would have gladly done it, Mosley, but I yeah. can also tell you it was nice sleeping in this morning after uh, after a late night on the Riverwalk. Yeah, that, that concerned me a bit when I couldn't reach you at about eleven this morning. I thought, oh, the young, <laughs> the young Williams out making his way around his uh, his father's favorite town, looking around. There are some piano bars, some dueling piano bars that can get you in trouble on the Riverwalk. I'm told. All right. Um, I, I am, uh, by the way, it got a former TCU quarterback in trouble. Trevon Boykin ran into some issues on the Riverwalk one night, and that derailed his career. Thankfully, it sounds like you've bounced back okay. What do we expect from uh, Jackson Arnold, uh, Oklahoma's young quarterback? And I thought that was really interesting, what, the, what, what Joe John Finley, and I guess he's going to do that with Seth Luttrell, I'm trying to keep all my people straight because Lebby is now with Mississippi State, the head coach. I think you have a Luttrell and Joe John Finley situation as the co-offensive coordinators there in Sooners land. This is an interesting bowl game for a lot of reasons, but not, not the least of which is new young quarterback stepping in, new coordinators. Um, like, who's the play caller in this game? And, and what can you tell us about this young quarterback? So Seth Luttrell will, will call the plays, and listeners in Texas will remember him. He was the head coach at North Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got let go and, and came to OU as kind of a rehab-type year. Not, not literal rehab, but just a year to step back and figure things <laughs> out. And he said he was getting antsy. I don't want to start any rumors there about Seth Luttrell. He was yeah, getting a little antsy okay. down the stretch. Uh, where is he going to land next? And things worked out with Levy going to Mississippi State, opened up. So Seth will call the plays, and then uh, but Joe John will help, you know, with the game plan and help with things on game day. Interestingly enough, Seth wouldn't tell us if he's going to be on the sideline or in the press or up in the booth today. He just kind of smiled and said, "You have to wait and see." So I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And then, uh, but Jackson Arnold, I mean, the excitement level in the state of Oklahoma for this kid, who I mean, he played right there at Denton Geyer and had a great career there. They believe that he is like a Sam Bradford type talent. Uh, they, I mean, like Joe John Finley said, you alluded to it, where he said, you know, people weren't that upset about Dylan Gabriel leaving because of the belief they have in Jackson Arnold, what they want to see out of him. He has the most effortless release I've ever seen, Mosley. It stood out first thing at practice. The way he throws the ball, it just leaves his hands so smoothly every single time. Obviously, there's a lot more than that to playing quarterback, but the kid seems poised and, and has the arm strength, and I, I, they believe that he is going to be the next sooner great. I like that you bypass like two other Heisman winners of the past like six, five to seven years and went back to Bradford. But I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe he does kind of look, give you a Bradford type look, the delivery. Um, I, isn't that interesting? And, and, and even that Joe John Finley, that piece you put up on Twitter, he was saying that kind of same thing that, that, you know, that's why not everybody's going crazy about Dylan Gabriel. Leaving, did you notice where Gabriel ends up? They they now in Oregon have two 
like big-time quarterbacks coming in to go along with the great Novosad, who flipped on the Bears, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and yep. the Novosad family now sitting in the three-hole, it would appear. Um, and uh, I, I'd hope they would come calling again to the Bears, and the Bears would just say, no, sorry, we've moved on. We've moved on with our lives. Thanks for thanks for checking in. But uh, I would say, Chris, keep the keep the the cleanly shaven look that you have because the Finley, the heavy beard with the short cropped hair is a that's a strange. Like he he looks like oh man, I, he could come after you or something. Like if you ask him a question he didn't like, he looks like he could totally handle his business. If you want to feel old. It's when the offensive coordinators become the guys you felt like were just playing like three years ago. Like in my mind, Joe John Finley was just running routes like a couple seasons ago, and now he's the now he's the co-offensive coordinator. Uh, that's interesting. Now, Chris, would you be okay for old times' sake with us running the KWTX? We just haven't changed the wording yet, or do you want us to look up a new pick of you? And, and try to attach your new brand to it. We'll give you the choice. I just, I mean, you got that beautiful old graphic. I, yeah, go ahead. There's the one I look like Matt Mosley in. That's never a bad choice. You know, people might think that I'm your son if you post it. You know, I, you can do the KWTX one, and then next time when we okay. revisit again, which I hope you'll have me on again, then, then we'll get it updated. Does that sound good? We're going to. We are because CNB, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor, handles all our graphics. And it occurred to me today, oh, my gosh, we haven't brushed it up. We haven't gotten the new look. So we'll go one more KWTX. We'll explain in the little area who you're with now. And then next time we'll get it all cleaned up. But, boy, I do like that look. And what, do you, what kind of pullover is that you have on? What is, what, what is that brand where you kind of like, like a scorpion or something on your, on your three-quarter zip? What is that? It's a Spider, spider. That's that, uh, you know, growing up in the mountains of Utah, it's a huge brand up there. I have all sorts of spider. I, I got another spider quarters of actually for Christmas, just barely, Matt. Maybe I, if I see them next time I'm home in Salt Lake City, maybe I can scoop one up. You'll, uh, you'll have to give me your size. <laughs> just always assume it's XL or higher. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all right. By the way, is there anything you can tell us about these wildcats? I mean, you're a man who spent your time out in that kind of that part of the world and whether it be in the mountains of Utah or Arizona or California, you've been to all these places. I, I'm I'm fascinated with this Arizona team that will show up next year in the Big Twelve. Um, any thoughts on 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 that team? I mean I we I mean obviously we're more interested in the Sooners, but this is a, a very interesting matchup. This is a team that sneakily ended up finishing the season on a strong note and their head coach was even mentioned for national coach of the year yeah yeah so they've three losses two of those in overtime one of them against undefeated washington by seven and that was in the quarterback's first start so first thing fans should know is be scared of noah fafita redshirt freshman this year took over when uh, the starting quarterback got injured midway season and kept the job the rest of the way he is outstanding dual-threat quarterback, and he is going to be a menace in the conference next year. And uh, you mentioned Jed Fish. Uh, you could tell just right away, uh, we all had the same reaction in the joint press conference when he came in. I mean, he is just with it. When, when you hear him talk, when you, you know, hear the message he has, the way he presents himself, he is the real deal, and he has something special going on down there in Arizona. The fans 
I didn't know there were that many Arizona fans. They're all over the Riverwalk. They are excited about this group. And I don't know, Arizona could be a force to be reckoned with in the Big 12 Conference, I think, for years to come. Wow. I mean, that, that, you got me kind of worried about Arizona. I was already worried about Utah. Uh, Oklahoma State finished fairly strong. I mean, I'm afraid the Bears. Uh, by the way, Dave Aranda, I'm sure you saw that. Dave Aranda back with the Bears next year as they try to turn things around. They have a whole new offensive staff. Your old buddy Jeff Grimes has landed with the Kansas Jayhawks. So a lot has changed since the last time we talked. Chris, great to catch up with you, man. Good work. And uh, we'll be watching on Channel 9 and then, of course, uh, observing you on social media. All right? Have a have a great night there at the, uh, at the uh, Alamo Bowl. All right. Well, hey, if you watch the game tonight, look for a guy in a blue shirt. If you see blue shirt, that's me. You know, and I'll be thinking of you down there. Are you going to have your camera down there on the sideline? Oh yeah, as close Ooh. to the action as possible. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, when you, I used to see you and Jack and some of those folks. Uh, Matt, y'all are really good with the camera in your hand. Jack was generally just down there uh, uh, looking for the concessions. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Good to catch up, Mosley. Okay, there he goes, Chris Williams. He and Matt Lively, uh, our buddy Jack, used to be at Channel 8. We've really enjoyed all those guys over the years. Now we have a new crop of uh, uh, young uh, broadcasters, and we appreciate all of them, but miss those guys, Matt and Chris, and those guys that were respectively at Channel 6 with Matt and Chris at Channel 10. And uh, and they did some great work over the years and have moved on and are now covering, boy, NFL, NBA, the whole thing. All right, it is the Mosley Show. We continue on. It is a very popular segment. And, Aaron, at the start of the segment with Campus Confidential, I have some exciting news for you to share. Uh, we'll do that next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back to throw, looking left, looking right. Only heard here. Pumps, runs out to the left. All season. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Lions, Saturday starting with the pregame at 6, here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you looking for some great last-minute gifts for the fishing or boating enthusiast in your life? Check out Marineland Boating Center's Christmas clearance sale. Get discounts on fishing gear or awesome water sports accessories for the whole family. Save money on great his and hers gifts like hats, shirts, and hoodies from your favorite brands in boating, Tracker, Nitro, Mercury, and more. And right now you can even get thousands of dollars in cash back on Mercury Motor-Powered Sun Tracker pontoons. Come check out Marineland Boating Center by the intersection of I-35 and Loop 340. Come by with your family because they won't want to miss seeing the tallest Christmas tree in McLennan County. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WREMG boat dealer. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. 
Payments for qualified buyers at 7% for 72 months, 5,000 down. Cash or trade, TTL, extra city dealer for details. Rough construction continues and so do the savings at Richard Carr's pre-owned construction sale. Qualified buyers can get a 2016 GMC Terrain for just $214 a month or a 2016 GMC Sierra for $393 a month. Plus over 90 thirdly inspected pre-owned vehicles priced to sell. 100% approval is always their goal. Call now, log on now, or get here now for the pre-owned construction sales event at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you you're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. Don't miss the year-end inventory sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Save big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dog kennels, porch swings, and gliders. Conveniently shop online at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 26 years. Stop by their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or Highway 77 in Lot. Call Lone Star Structures at 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sailing soon. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And it's time for Campus Confidential. We do it every day at around 440 and uh, appreciate uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet, uh, Derek Scott, Clay Lassiter. I mean, our whole gang out there that we uh, – and, and, Aaron, the uh, the announcement I was going to make, and we need to make it when everybody comes back from the break, too, uh, after the holiday. Others are taking some time off. Some people have gone back to work. Okay, everybody has different situations. That's fine. We're here for you no matter what you're doing, working or not working. Um, I uh, wanted to announce, though, Aaron, today – um, kind of awesome, uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Um, in a conversation I had, at uh, they are continuing as the uh, sponsor of uh, Campus Confidential, and we're just going to keep rolling right down the road. So sometimes, Aaron, as you know, uh, you know we we uh, 
contracts are up and oh what's going to happen are they going to do and and man we're just so excited we never doubt it but it's just i never take it for granted the unbelievable partners we have with jim turner chevrolet um you know of course um cnb central national bank so we just continue to get great end of the year news and uh, we are uh, man we we we're able to do this because of unbelievable partners like jim turner chevrolet so aaron or does that doesn't that excite you that yep. we'll continue to be this very uh heavily listened to segment will uh, continue to have an unbelievable sponsor absolutely i, I was excited when they when i was told they were going to sponsor the segment what about about a year ago maybe yeah a little longer and i'm super happy that they're renewing it it's awesome to have yeah. such a great sponsor of the segment. Brian Fonville, Aaron has asked uh, if he could just do like a series of 10-day contracts, kind of like they do in the NBA <laughs> with us. <laughs> All right. We, um, you didn't know we, we traded for Veronica? <laughs> v. Sorry. I knew you would like Veronica when they started. Ver- Veronica, uh, you know, and, and Brian would come into the studio, and they're both great, but V especially so. Uh, and uh, we appreciate uh, uh, Veronica and uh, Brian for what they do. All right, Aaron, as we do some Campus Confidential, what do you have for us today? And, boy, we can spread our legs a little bit um, in this uh, segment and just continue right toward the 5 o'clock hour. Four bowl games on the slate for today. Two of them are in the books in the early game. Boston College beat their future ACC conference opponent, SMU, 23-14. to And in the uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl, if you watched that bowl, which I know you watched part of it, Matt, you saw that because it was held in a baseball stadium, Fenway Park, both teams were on the same sideline, just on different sides of the 50-yard line. And Ward, and Ward Weitz and I were trying to figure out if we'd ever seen that before, and it was a no from both of us. I wonder, I was running if you had. Mm, you know, like it was interesting. The only thing similar to me, it's a very old timey looking thing, and I think back in the old days, like the the New York Giants and in other teams that played, and in and maybe even the old, you know, I think they used to play games at Wrigley, perhaps in those early days. I think that would happen, and so it was a very big throwback. It also reminds me, Aaron, at um, at at like Vanderbilt. I think it's Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think it is Vanderbilt. One of those um, uh, uh, basketball arenas. They have the players sitting like kind of underneath the floor, kind of down off uh, the floor, and both teams are kind of down on one baseline, and and so that's a different look. I that's Vandy. Somebody has one that, that looks really weird like that. And Aaron, at some point I may have to, somebody was listening to us earlier. I love when our people respond to us. And sometimes they tweet at me. Sometimes they, they use the the the, uh, the text line. And somebody was, was uh, telling me a little bit more about that Shohei Otani Corvette or Porsche story, Aaron, and uh, they were they were bringing some new details to uh, to mind. So I may have to clean that up a little later. Uh, clean up on aisle nine, but we may do that. But uh, yeah, Aaron, that, that very interesting look and a very messy 
I mean, I. Oh yeah, it the, was the. I thought the field. Okay, I thought it held up okay. I just thought it was it, it was it made for interesting viewing because, like, each like on those those field turf type fields, Aaron, you don't see as much water. It really drains well, and whatever kind of field this was. I was seeing water splash up like crazy. Mm-hmm. So for I, I know it sounds strange. To me, it felt to the viewer it was a more natural watch because that's kind of what you expect it to look like when you're playing in the muck in the mire. But for to to look like that, I thought that field held up okay. I like the worst field ever in the past few years. They used to have some bad fields in like Cleveland, but it seemed like they used to have horrible, you know, they, they used to have trouble with the turf at Candlestick Park. And, and then Pittsburgh at Heinz Field had an incredibly tough time keeping its field the way it needed to be. Um, now, the field was so bad at Candlestick that they used to have to bring in the famous turf god. And his name was Aaron, um, like, George Toma. Oh, yes. I think was his name. I remember his work and, in that first <laughs> Dallas-San Francisco championship game. <laughs> and he had like a nickname. You know, it was like the the turf god or something. And, uh, and they would have to bring the great George Toma in to work on the field and try to get it ready for play. But, man, they would play a college game at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh like Pitt and somebody would play. And then the Steelers <laughs> would come out, and the thing was just horrible on a Sunday. And it just was embarrassing for the league. Now, you always remember, Aaron, they couldn't play one year. You remember that? They couldn't play the Hall of Fame game because the turf was so bad. They went out there to mm-hmm. warm up and had to call off the game. I do remember that. <laughs> In Canton, Ohio, because the turf was so horrible. By the way, he's got one of the greatest nicknames ever. He's known as the Sod Father. That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> Aaron, do you know what they called me back? I was the first ever full-time blogger at ESPN.com. The Blog Father? Yes. Oh. Yes. I wish there was some like money or something attached to right. it. Right. You should have like, copyrighted it. <laughs> mentioned with scorn the but yes they would refer to me as the blog father because before mike sando and all the other divisional bloggers joined me that was it was old matt mosley starting at at espn.com back in the day maybe i'll go back there someday just have my life go back full circle aaron as i think i've mentioned to you on air before and since we're telling all these old stories there was a time I was writing between five and 10,000 words per day. Oh, no. Yeah. That couldn't yeah. have been your and, favorite part and, of being in the media. And I know you, you think of me now as <laughs> I'm, I'm searching for, oh, how do we get through the day? How, <laughs> we, how are we going to fill 40 hours? Like, I was doing three hours of radio every day. And plus writing at least 5,000 words a day. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was not, I was not going to be healthy. Like, I, I traded money 
for being alive. And I, I don't I think it's a good trade. I think my family's glad I did. But oh Aaron, the money was good back in the day. <laughs> ESPN.com plus Dallas Radio. Oh goodness. But you know what? I'm enjoying myself and I've I am uh I am healthier. I am much healthier. Although I did break my neck along the way, but I actually I live to tell about it. What a life it's been now that I think back on it. All right, Aaron, what else do you have as we go through Campus Confidential? The Pop-Tarts Bowl is underway, 1235 in the first in Kansas State, led by <laughs> true freshman quarterback Avery Johnson. Has an early lead. He threw a 37-yard touchdown pass to D.J. Giddens. And the Wildcats lead North Carolina State 7 to nothing early in that game. Meanwhile, one more game on the slate for tonight. It involves... A current Big 12 team and a school that will be in the Big 12 next year as Arizona and Oklahoma tangle in the Valero Alamo Bowl tonight. That's an 8-15 kickoff on ESPN. Aaron, I can just tell like how many times you said Pop-Tarts, <laughs> how much you love this. Um, Avery Johnson is a guy we're both interested in. I think I picked uh, NC State to cover. K-State is favored by two and a half. You have the Wildcats to cover mm -hmm. this game. Um, and so we'll keep up with that. What did we pick on the Oklahoma game? Did I? Do you remember? Did I don't think we got game? to it. Do you see the line on that game? I'm going to guess it is, that. Uh, Arizona is a two and a half point favorite. I will take Oklahoma. No. They don't have the quarterback. I'll take Arizona. They're... Okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Sooners to cover the two and a half. Aaron taking Arizona in this game. I always got a root for the Big Twelve team. <laughs> well, they're leaving. So Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Isn't that funny? Yeah, Arizona is our new Big Twelve team. I uh, see what you did there. Okay, I and, Aaron, now that I think, I mean, the more I mean, we talked to Chris Williams, which was a lot of fun, and he gave us some good facts on this Arizona Wildcats team. Aaron, should I revise my opinion? Like, who's coming into the Big 12 as the bully? I said Utah. Could it actually be Arizona? Yeah, Arizona had losses early in the season to, I think, USC and Washington and then ran off like six straight in conference. They beat UCLA, Washington State, and then didn't lose again until late in the season against Washington. But they had a great year that started off kind of slow and with very low expectations. And uh, they've had a pretty incredible year, and their future looks pretty bright. Yeah. Aaron, you know what famous Baylor person graduated from Arizona? That would be our guest at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, that's Matt right. Rhodes. That was a big deal. That was a point that a lot of people made during the whole realignment process. But. Yep. Mac Rhodes, who will be joining us tomorrow. and will Right be at up. three? Yeah. Yeah. Just right off the. Nice. I like that. that just jump right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, why, hey, just start right off the bat with him. Um, and so that'll be. Uh, That'll be excellent. 3 o'clock tomorrow 
Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? With Caleb Williams watching from the sideline, Miller Moss threw a holiday record, holiday bowl record six touchdown passes in his first college start. USC ended a very frustrating season by beating number 16 Louisville 42-28 to last night. Afterward, Trojan head coach Lincoln Riley got an eggnog bath in celebration of winning the bowl. There's some very weird post-game baths, including another one last night, which you sent me after the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, where uh, Neil Brown, the West Virginia head coach, was <laughs> had had mayonnaise poured over him to celebrate their win in that game, which no. I just can't imagine how long it took to shower and get clean from all that mayonnaise. Yeah. Didn't you feel like that mayo came out a little too quick? It looked almost thin. like yes. eggnog. That, that's yeah. a great point. Like They may have done something to it to make the cleanup a little easier because real mayo is a lot thicker than that. That actually poured, and real mayo doesn't. I think they should have squirted it out of the bottle onto <laughs> that his been head. Great. A big, the Duke's a Mayo big squeeze bottle. bottle. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that weird Duke's Mayo mascot moving around the stadium? Did you ever see? Did you ever check that mascot out? I did not. And, hey, what about the edible pop tarts thing we keep talking about? Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the edible mascot on TV yet? I haven't. I've been looking. For try to see it you think they do like a big feature on it because they're going to eat part of the mascot after the game but nothing yet that sounded weird just saying it out i know loud. but it's I true they, they did it not me <laughs> and the trophy like is a big toaster where yeah. you can actually toast pop tarts i think as a general rule you shouldn't be able to eat a mascot no <laughs> like it's just so unhygienic. Even if he just, like, you could keep him in a sterile room. Even the walk to the postgame ceremonies. I don't know if you've ever, well, obviously yeah. you have. The top of a part, top, Pop-Tart, which I'm sure there will be a lot of on the mascot, is very sticky. I think it's sort of dehumanizing to the, whoever's in the mascot. Like, I, I, my, my thoughts are with the, the actual person in the mascot suit who's being eaten, you know, like that. It just doesn't seem, I don't know. I don't think that we're in a place in America where we we need to be doing this. Now, it will be, just so people know, this will be a strawberry yeah. strawberry coating. What do you call that? Strawberry Frosted filled. strawberry, yeah. Frosted strawberry, which I never liked. I like the cinnamon, the brown cinnamon um, uh, Pop-Tart is the one I liked. And I, I'm trying to think when I was at my biggest Pop-Tart phase in life, and I think I've had a few, but I would say my biggest one was probably like, I feel like maybe fifth grade. I just feel like I just remember constantly wanting my mom to, and of course that tells you about me, uh, my inability to make anything for myself, but I, I don't even think... Aaron, I don't even think there was a point. Maybe when junior high or high school, I actually went over to the toaster and, <laughs> and, and make made my pop tarts. Pop -tart. <laughs> no, I think, I think mom probably wanted to keep me away from the toaster. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think most kids didn't make their own pop tarts until they were at least like sixth grade. 
But now, Aaron, you may have been, you know, your parents may have gotten you going a little earlier. That's fine. No, that's about right. Until then, my, my older brother and older sisters would make, would make the like pop-tarts. That. Yeah, yeah, that and toast. Yeah. That, and you just put it in true. a paper towel, and, and you'd always, you know, I'd always be a little too hasty, <laughs> and I'd take that bite, and it would hurt. You know what I mean? That first oh, it's bite, molten. Was, it was too hot. Yeah, it was too hot. It would burn a little hole in the top of your mouth. But uh, now, did they ever do a blueberry pop tart? Oh yeah, very good too. Yeah, the the brown cinnamon was about the only direction I ran. I probably did, I did chocolate brown cinnamon. Did not like the strawberry. Would have never done a blueberry. Yeah, that's, I think that's. I think we've done some very. I've done work probably here. thirty yeah. different flavors of pop tarts. I haven't had one in years though. I, I cut that out about the same time I quit drinking. <laughs> Does that go hand in hand? kind of did i didn't want to <sighs> replace one bad habit with another so I, I tried to watch my sugar did you drop like crazy weight right did it take you a while or did it almost happen in that very first year you stopped drinking oh no i had to gain weight i was when i uh when i quit and went to rehab i weighed 140 pounds i just didn't eat oh yeah it was it was not good oh you put on weight okay I yeah and you. they they do that in in they give you a high-calorie diet when you get there just for that reason because most addicts don't eat. And if they do, they eat terrible. So They That's, plump you up a okay. little bit, which is yeah. very necessary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to fight my urge to ask you a lot of follow-up questions <laughs> to that. Okay, it's the, um, it's the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. We enter the 5 o'clock hour. We have something very, very interesting for you and a way to celebrate the the rangers uh world series title as we look back on some of the best things we did in 2023 all that coming up next saturday night it's your cowboys and the detroit lions live from at&t stadium on this dallas cowboys radio network station Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 
8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley in the Matt Mosley Show, and we've got we've got something really special lined up for you here in about ten minutes. Uh, uh, we're going to take you the rest of the way. Uh, the day of the Rangers parade, we were fortunate enough to have the voice of the Texas Rangers. Eric Nadell on with us. It was one of our favorite interviews of 2023. So we've uh, we've been doing lots of live radio, but uh, we also have taken you back and let you listen to some of our favorite interviews of 2023, and we think you'll really enjoy this. I wanted to uh, to bring you up to date on a couple of games going on right now. Um, 
And Aaron, take a peek at that other. I, I was looking at the Rutgers Miami game, and that looks like now it was still 17 14 last time I looked. And it, I'm, as I try to call it up, it's in a commercial right now. So, um, Got a couple. We got some bowl games to get you ready for, and uh, uh, Kansas State, as Aaron told us a little earlier, is up seven nothing on NC State. Now Rutgers did beat Miami, thirty-one to twenty-four in that Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Wow! So interesting, uh, interesting news there, and uh, that is uh, that is really. Um, uh, that, that they, they took down Miami of Florida, so that was a big win for Greg Schiano. I wanted to look at this Kansas State game real quick. Right now, the the Big Twelve, as Aaron noted earlier, off to a four and one start. So, I think the Big Twelve's feeling really good about its showing so far. Today, two Big Twelve games, uh, and and one of them, you got an incoming and an outgoing team tonight in the Alamo uh, Bowl. You're going to have Oklahoma and Arizona. And the Arizona quarterback took over a few games into the season because of an injury. He never gave the job back. He's going to be fun to watch tonight. Oklahoma will be rolling out Jackson Arnold, their quarterback of the future. The Oklahoma fans are extremely excited about him. They think he is the next big-time quarterback, and that's why there wasn't as huge of a backlash and outcry when Dylan Gabriel announced that he was transferring to Oregon. Um, Aaron, it, it really is interesting how this works, how these other te- these teams, it's almost kind of like they – he Dylan Gabriel finished with great feelings at Oklahoma. He had two years there, loved his time in Norman. They sent him out. They seem to all be appreciative of his work, and he moves on. And then the bowl game, they get to roll out their brand-new quarterback, Jackson Arnold, who comes out of Denton Geyer High School. And and some of these things seem to kind of work out pretty well. It's all, I mean, it really does feel like free agency in the NFL. You just kind of move on. You move to the next guy. Now, this K-State game, um, you've got K-State up 7 nothing on the Wolfpack of North Carolina State. Um, Aaron, last thing I'm seeing, I was trying to update my, my, uh, scores here, uh, notes, Avery Johnson for K state two for four for 42 yards and a touchdown and, uh, did not look, he's usually a guy they're running a lot. Did not look like yet. He's run for a lot of yards, but this game's still fairly early. Now, Aaron, I, I I'm very excited as we get ready on January 2nd. J-Mo, the J-Mo show on Tuesday, January 2nd. Of course, we'll be off New Year's Day, at least I think. Uh, I assume we will be here, and I don't know if we've gotten word on that. But we'll have the huge games that day, and then Baylor will open January 2nd. And the J-Mo show, John Morris show, will happen at 2 o'clock. And then the uh, the Matt Mosley show, and we'll be live from... That new arena, the Foster Pavilion. Oh, Paul and Alejandra Foster Pavilion. It's going to be so exciting and uh, can't wait for that. And all of, uh, I mean, Aaron, I just keep seeing new things uh, 
showing up and new and and you know announcements being made by Baylor. And I was going to look. They they are trying to get word out. I think uh, as uh, opening night, you know, promotions. Um, this is going to be pretty cool. Those in attendance, Aaron, on and this went out. Oh, I think earlier today. Uh, on January 2nd, January 3rd, we'll receive, Aaron, commemorative coins. Uh, fans are invited to arrive early and join in the celebration uh, as the new home for basketball on the Brazos. Man, I like this Brent Ingram with some, uh, what do we call that, Aaron? When you, when you, it's like a cacophony of sounds. What do we call that? Not onomatopoeia. When you have, oh, alliterative. Isn't that when you're being alliterative and you use all the Bs like that basketball on the Brazos? Opening night on January 2nd will include a a uh, a ribbon-cutting ceremony at 5.15 with the doors opening to fans at 5.30. The excitement continues January 3rd with the women. Uh, they'll play TCU and the court will be blessed prior to tip-off by Baylor University chaplain Dr. Burt Burleson. My goodness. A bevy of unique promotional activities and game enhancements are planned for the opening two days of the Foster, Aaron, including a limited-edition commemorative coin. A new Foster Pavilion logo is the centerpiece of the gold coin, with a date and opponent displayed on the back. There will be two unique coins for fans to collect, each available only at their respective Foster debuts. And for the men's game, Aaron versus Cornell, the halftime entertainment will feature <laughs> Christian and Scooby, a pint-sized pup, and his acrobatic partner. <laughs> I saw that. Who it debuted on cool. America's Got Talent in 2014. The pair has been a fixture on the halftime entertainment circuit, collegiate and professional sports. <laughs> All right, Aaron, and then uh, for the women, I mean, as if opening a brand-new arena isn't enough. The, the Baylor-TCU game, the women's game, will have Red Panda um, <clears throat> making her return to Waco. Well, I've seen the Red Panda at, at NBA games. Aaron, this is she's astounding. Halftime audiences around the country for 30 years with her seven and a half foot tall unicycle and a stack of white bowls. <laughs> um, okay, how are we going to do this? Oh, Matt Saman, a four year letter winner and starter on head coach Scott Drew's first team at Baylor will provide an opening game invocation on January 2nd. I guess I should have Seaman on. Goodness gracious. I mean, as if he doesn't get enough attention. Um, All right. And then Holly Tucker from The Voice will perform the national anthem on January 3rd. Aaron, can you imagine all this? uh, And then January 3rd will feature the first T-shirt from the new Baylor student collection for Big 12 matchups given to the first 100 students in attendance. All right? Student tickets are still available to claim. Visit the Student Game Day website here. Now, Aaron, the issue being 
the students probably aren't back yet, are they, for January 2nd and 3rd? Don't you see? That's that's a difficult part because they don't even really open the dorms back up for a while. So that's a tough ask to get the students back in town. But I encourage them to try. At least the Dallas and Austin and Houston kids could run back into town. Come on, you're tired of just laying around the house for a month, uh, lying around the house. Get back, get back and and uh, and support the Bears. Aaron, are you excited for Foster Pavilion? Would you like one of those commemorative coins if I can secure you one? I am, and I would. Okay. All right. Those are really cool. All right. All right. Um, watching at least one game there this year. Hopefully more, but at least one. Yeah. Well, I guess you'll be producing our live show, so it'll be a little bit difficult for you to get over there, but I would like for you to be in there for one of these two openers, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can't make that happen somehow um i i i did see again oh the line on the game as aaron pointed out um and aaron let me know if we need to go because we got that big interview coming up um the okay oklahoma and arizona arizona is favored by two and a half in this game the valero alamo bowl tonight Aaron is taking Arizona to cover. I am taking the Sooners to cover. In this um, other game, Aaron, I took – who did I take? Did I take North Carolina State and you took Kansas State? Kansas State is favored by two and a half. Last time I looked, uh, Aaron, the the K-Staters were up seven to nothing. Is that still what you're seeing? Yeah. Okay. K-State up, and uh, again, I keep looking to see what my man Avery Johnson is doing for K-State, Aaron, our new uh, starting quarterback there. He's now two for six for 42 yards. The man does not throw the ball that well, but he does run it really well, uh, so we'll see how he does, but they are up 7 nothing over North Carolina State. These are all like, all these teams are ranked, so this is kind of fun to watch. All right, something Aaron and I have been excited to share with you as we've been looking back at some of our great interviews of 2023 is this is Eric Nadell. This is the day of the parade. The Rangers celebrating their World Series title, and we'll let you hear that interview next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man, it is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Eric Nadell, legendary voice of the Rangers, joining us now. Eric, you recognize that music as we uh, as we come on. Uh, well, today uh, was the parade. They're estimating 500 to 700,000 folks were out there Uh Eric, is it is it uh, 
truly is it kind of hit you in waves has it has it truly set in that this actually happened how how are you processing all of this well hi mo i I think today was the clincher to actually see (laughs) all those people and ride in the parade and see the joy on the faces of so many hundreds of thousands of people uh until that you know it wasn't really cemented in my brain that this really had happened. I know the last two days when I woke up, uh, I thought, oh, goodness, this this is real. It really is. Uh, <laughs> and today, seeing all those people out there, um, now now I'm convinced. Although today <laughs> itself seemed like a dream that, that so many people would turn out you know, to recognize what this Ranger team was able to accomplish this year. How did you celebrate? And congratulations, by the way. I'm you know, so happy for you after those years of coming so close, 2011, to get to call that. And it was a great call, by the way. Uh, and everybody in the world has heard it now, and it was just so well done and so natural. But uh, what, was the, uh, what was your celebration like with your radio crew? Did you all uh, did you raise a glass? I, uh, I, I would imagine you didn't. Y'all didn't drink as much as some, but uh, what was the uh, what was the initial celebration like? Well, we celebrated in the booth. Jared had brought a bottle of champagne. He doesn't believe in drinks. Um, I I do, so I didn't bring a bottle of champagne. You know, I brought one in St. Louis in 2011 for games six and seven, and I vowed after that I'm never going to be the one to bring champagne again. But Jared did, and so we we drank some in the booth before we went back to the hotel, and then. There was an open bar at the hotel for everybody with the Rangers. So we celebrated uh, together with the Ranger front office, all the Ranger players and all their wives and families. And it was amazing. Went on till about 2 in the morning. And, you know, Arizona time, we're two hours behind. So, you know, we got started up there at about right about 1130 and uh, went till about 2. And, uh, yeah, there were some, there were some beverages consumed. <laughs> In those moments after you made the call, and even you know after you went off the air, was there what were the who'd you think about? Was there were there any of those things that just kind of flooded back to you? And I mean, I, I would imagine you think about some of the players, some of the people you've worked with. Uh, you know, obviously Mark and and uh, losing him all those years ago. But is there any what were the what were the couple things that really were at the for- forefront of your mind when you kind of started? thinking about and, and processing it? Well, I thought a lot about Mark Holtz, you know, all through the playoffs, and I certainly thought about him, you know, right after right after the game was over. And I thought about Tom Grieve, you know, who retired before this season, but at least he's still around. He's been going to all the games. I thought about the other people who have worked for the team for so long. Um, Rich Price, who we call Hoggy, who's been there since 1977, working in the various clubhouses and uh, in the umpire's room. And, you know, some of the other people in the organization, Chuck Morgan, of course, you know, the PA announcer, and, you know, all of uh, all of the people who have followed the Rangers. You know, there's three generations of Ranger fans now who had never seen this team win. And, you know, it was just unbelievable to think about how many how many people that is, you know, just in terms of the the messages that I get on social media. You know, I know that there's all kinds of families and, you know, there's new fans who don't remember the nightmare of 2011. Uh, and then there's old fans who go all the way back to 1972 when the Rangers came. And how do you, uh, you know, how, 
how do you process the fact that these people finally have some, you know, true baseball joy and satisfaction and can look at their team as champions? You know, I think they'll never look at the Rangers the same way again. You know, your call, I I love that. You're you're not dreaming, talking, addressing Rangers fans. I mean, it was, uh, I just kind of wonder, like, in some ways you've thought about that call for many, many years, but you, you also have to kind of represent in the moment. You can't really, you know, you might have in your mind what you might like to say or what it might sound like a little bit, but um, but it was just so cool because it seemed organic. And um, and then to watch Spores, you know, throw that glove down and you're kind of watching all that um, take us through those moments. I mean, I guess that's when you just tune everything out. You're so into the game, you're not really thinking about, oh, let's make an iconic call here. You're just you're just trying to capture that moment. How, what were those moments kind of leading up to it? And then when you got to do it, I just I can't imagine how exhilarating that was. Yeah, you know, Mo, I, I had thought about it during the day. Levi Weaver was doing uh, was working on a piece that's going to be in the athletic tomorrow morning uh, about the fact that I've been here for 45 years. And, you know, this is the first time that I've had a chance to make this call. And he got me thinking a lot, you know, we went to breakfast on the morning of game five and he got me thinking a lot about, you know, what the call should be and, you know, what I wanted to include in it. And the thing that just kept coming to me during the day was that I didn't feel like any of it was real. I, I really did feel like I was in a dream all day because I'd already concluded the Rangers were winning the World Series. Once we won game four, and we were ahead three games to one. And, yeah, of course, uh, nothing's guaranteed. But, you know, at that point, I figured, you know, not even the Texas Rangers, you know, can blow this. And, <laughs> you know, this is this is it. You know, we've we've won this thing, and it didn't seem real. It seemed like a dream. And I thought, you know, I should incorporate that into the call to, to tell Ranger fans that they are not dreaming. And that was the one thing that I wanted definitely to include in the call, um, along with recognizing that it had been 52 years that, you know, some of these Ranger fans had gone without a championship. Eric Nadell joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Adolis Garcia a postseason for the ages. I mean, this really truly was the greatest maybe in Major League Baseball history. I mean, the RBI record, and he didn't even play in games four and five, but when you look back at it, the emotion, everything he brought, he was the guy. I mean, Seager brought it home, obviously, the World Series, but Adoles in game one, in the ALCS, obviously, um, it's it's remarkable. No Ranger had ever done anything quite like this, and and I mean it's just it's one of the greatest runs in Major League Baseball history. And I just I what was it like for you, Eric, to watch it play out and to just watch him do it over and over again, even in these hostile environments like in Houston, where everybody was all over him throughout the game. Yeah, it seemed the bigger the moment, the the more he rose to the occasion, and I, he was just made. He was just made for those big moments, and it was just incredible watching him do that. Um, 
And then, of course, when he went down and we found out that he wasn't going to play the rest of the way, and it was something the Rangers had to do all year, they needed to step up when somebody got hurt. Um, but this was, you know, this was seemingly a little different because he had been so dominant in the postseason. As it turned out, somebody stepped up big time, and that person was Marcus Simeon, who up until that point, you know, had had a terrible postseason. And for if he were going to have three big games, there was no bigger time to do it than the last three games when you don't have Adolis Garcia anymore. You know, what could be better timing than that? And, and what is it about the, the knockout blow that this team loves so much? I mean, it's like it's not easy to hit these home runs, right? But their sense of, okay, now it's time to knock this team out. You just brought up Simeon. He did it to the D-backs the other night, you know, to make it 5 nothing. But it's just the sense of time. Even on those first home runs, Seager had one. Um, was it game six against the Astros that kind of set the tone? Okay. Okay, let's calm this thing down. Everybody's going to be okay. And then he did what he did in game one. The sense of timing for this team in the heroics, you think, well, they've run out of heroics. But yet they never did. It, it, it kept happening game after game in this postseason. It did. And, you know, different guys did it. Seeger did it. Uh, Josh Young very quietly hit 350 in the World Series. <laughs> and over 300 for the whole postseason, you know, as a raw rookie. Evan Carter also, I mean, just ridiculous. The guy hitting 300, setting a major league record for doubles in postseason. The first major leaguer ever to have nine doubles. And the kid is 21 years old and, you know, barely played a week in AAA and less than a month in the big leagues before the postseason. Uh, how do you explain it? You really can't. Golly, well, it's uh, it, it it's amazing, and when you think about all the players you mentioned, so the pitching, Avaldi became the story, and five and O, first player in Major League history to do that. It's crazy how many records were broken by this team. Everything they had to go through this year. And then Montgomery and Avaldi just become monsters, right? I mean, even in this rotation that was supposed to have these other huge names, it was Montgomery and Avaldi, and they were enough. And you kind of pieced things together around them. Heaney did some good things along the way. John Gray emerged as a big time, you know, pitcher kind of later in the in the in the you know things. But Montgomery and Avaldi, um, I mean, they will go down as two of the greats and. Hey, who knows? Montgomery might not be with us that that long, uh, but it was unbelievable the impact he made. Yeah, the two those two guys won all four games in the league championship series against the Astros. <laughs> Montgomery winning the last game in relief, but you know that's all four victories. And you know, in the postseason, the starter doesn't get the the decision that often anyway, because those guys usually don't pitch that deep into the games. And then for Nate to come out after not having a good outing in game one of the World Series and come out with the game that he had in the clincher in game five with people all over the bases through the first five innings and every single time making the big pitch that he needed to get out of it, you know, that was, that was truly impressive that uh, he could make the big pitch time after time. And it's consistent with what he did in the regular season. You know, with, we have looked up the numbers and with men in scoring position, 
in the regular season. Opposing batters hit just 163 against him. And he continued that in the postseason. And that's not easy to do. You're facing the best hitters in the league, the best teams in the league. And, you know, he did just as well. And Montgomery did just as well as he did during the regular season. That's that's really hard. And for the bullpen to hold up like it did after that had been such a huge story, all those blown saves. Eric, you've even on bad teams, you wouldn't see that many blown saves where you blow half your opportunities. Um, you, you know, you rarely, if ever, see anything like that. And then in the postseason, they come up as big as they did. And Spores emerges as your best, your lockdown best guy out of the bullpen. Um, I, 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 would, I don't think a month ago or a month and a half, whenever it was, two months ago, we would have th- thought Spores would be some kind of hero for this team. And yet he absolutely was. Yeah, I mean, it was more likely that Spores would would go on waivers or have to get released. He was out of options. The Rangers couldn't send him down to the minors, and he kept getting hurt. You know, and he kept having these really bad spells of three or four games. And to, to think that he was the guy who gave up one run the whole postseason and closed out the last game by pitching over two innings, you know, on a night where they really needed to not use Jose Leclerc because he had pitched two nights in a row. And it was, again, another one of the improbable things that happened. And yeah, how about going 11-0 and on the road for a team that had a losing <laughs> record on the road during the regular season and didn't score well on the road during the regular season? You know, they scored well under uh, a run per game less than they did at home. And in the postseason, all of a sudden, they're, they're scoring runs like crazy and not giving up anything. It, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. But finally, I think the baseball gods smiled on the Rangers. And you saw that in the last game, too. In some of these opportunities when Arizona had scoring chances, they hit the ball really hard but right at people. And the Rangers wind up you know, getting a leadoff hit from Corey Seager to start the rally that gave them the only run they needed as it turned out with a little cue shot, you know, that might've gone 40 miles an hour just inside the bag at third base to break up the no hitter and get that rally started. You know, the, the Rangers, you know, in that game certainly got the kind of breaks that they didn't get during the 2011 world series when just a, a break or two, you know, would have allowed them to win the world series. This thing seems built to last for a little bit. The way this thing has been constructed by Chris Young, I, I mean, you got to give Ray Davis a lot of credit, but, I mean, I, they really could be firing away. But as we know, you only get so many chances. So th- this one, Eric, like, they can't ever take this away from the Rangers. You know, that's what's so great about it. There's so many things. We look back on those unbelievable runs in 2010 and 2011. It was fun. We loved it. But they didn't complete it. And so when you complete it, you know, hey, hopefully you fire away at this thing again a few times, but this one can never go away. But, but Eric, this thing is set up, and Bochy, you know, sounds like he wants to give it another go. Um, and, and, the, and to get the right manager in here, that's another enormous story with, uh, with Bochy. I mean, I, I just, I don't, you know, you, you, you just can't say enough good things and everything he kept doing seem to work but there's just something about eric his temperament that seems to permeate through that clubhouse and i i don't know if we've ever seen anything quite like it ron certainly had a way with the players 
but Bochi had the credibility and all the things he'd done in the past, and it just seemed to work with this team. Yeah, I mean, he has a calm, he has a calm assertiveness uh, combined with kind of a magic touch for making those key decisions as to who should bat where or who should come out of the game you know, as the starting pitcher and, and when to replace him and with whom. Uh, and when you're talking about the future, the fact that Bochi is here is a big factor. You know, players are going to want to play here mm. now that they know that Bochi is here. Players are going to want to play here now that they know they're joining a championship-caliber team that has a very deep farm system. You know, some, some young stars in the minors we haven't even seen yet, like Wyatt Langford, who just tore up the minor leagues after being the first-round draft choice this year you know, get a whole year out of Evan Carter. And, yeah, the Rangers need to add to their pitching staff, specifically in the bullpen. Um, but they're going to go after whatever big names are out there. You know, they're going to do their best to re-sign Jordan Montgomery. I'd be really surprised if he doesn't return because he loves pitching for Mike Maddox. Everybody does. And, you know, it's my guess the Rangers are going to make a major run at Shohei Otani. And, you know, Mitch Garver's contract is up. He's a free agent. You know, if the Rangers can get Otani, uh, look at what that does to the Ranger lineup. You know, how does it look hitting hitting Otani? You know, behind uh, Garcia in the cleanup spot. Uh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And now that the Rangers have won, and that they have Bochi, you know, they've got a serious chance to get any free agent they decide to go after. Wow, it is amazing. Well, Eric, I uh, you were an inspiration to us this year, some of the things you were going through, and then to get back and then go on this run. I know you loved your teammates, and they were kind of there for you. But, boy, to come back and have the courage uh, and, and, and to get to get on there and, and, and do your thing, we were so happy for you. Um, when did you – when did you – how did you get to the point, Eric, this year where you just knew, okay – I'm ready. I'm ready to get back and do what I've done for so many years. Was there, what, did it did it happen over a couple of weeks period, or was there like a day you said, okay, I can, I feel like I can, I can do this. It happened over a period of a couple of weeks where you know I started thinking that you know my mental acuity had gotten back to where I could probably do it, but I wanted to test it, and I actually went out and did. Uh, half a dozen games or so uh, into uh, into the mid into the air as a make believe broadcast from my own booth out at the ballpark is like I did when I was you know in high school uh, making believe I was a broadcaster to learn how to do it and to practice doing it and I basically did that I did a half a dozen games and it was you know around the fifth game I started thinking this is now good enough that it's you know it meets my it meets my standard of excellence. And I wasn't going to come back if I couldn't do that. And so the fifth game, I told John Blake, my boss, I, I think I just need one more game. And then, you know, and then I think I'm ready to go. And, that, and that's how it worked out. And fortunately, the Rangers were really patient. And, you know, they were willing to wait. And so I was back, you know, back in early August to, to do the last couple of months and, and the whole playoff run. Well, it's been an awesome run. Love listening to you. We're uh, one of the Rangers affiliates in Central Texas, and so everybody loved hearing from you. What do you do now? Do you uh, go, go on a little trip? Are you going to go to the beach? What are, what are your what are your thoughts? Do you have a, a trip planned or anything, or are you just going to kind of veg out for a little bit? 
I don't. I think I'm going to veg for a while, uh, see a lot of live music. I started last night. You know, I went to the Kessler Theater, my favorite venue, and saw one of my favorite singer-songwriters named Martin Sexton. Uh, if people aren't familiar with him, they should check him out. He's he's kind of an under-the-radar guy, although he's been around for a while. He's very bluesy. You know, it's almost a Dr. John, Seth Walker sort of vibe he's got going. But he's he's really he's really a great entertainer, and he opened his concert with "We Are the Champions," and that was phenomenal. And the crowd just went absolutely crazy. And Queen also played in Dallas uh-huh. last night, and in their encore set, they did "We Are the Champions" and and came out in Ranger jersey. So uh, that's it's so great to see. Uh, to see musicians recognize that. A lot of musicians are really into baseball, as we know. Eric, thank you so much. Thank you for making the time and just know how excited we are for you and the whole organization. But uh, have a uh, have a great one, and uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Mo. Anytime. All right, there he goes. Eric Nadell joining the Matt Mosley Show.